I think there's so much going on during a school day and there's so much going on that you have to be kind of frosty and on point for getting in there a little early, getting the CBN taken, getting into a meditative state or a relaxed state, get the screens out of your face, make sure the temperature's right, make sure you have your covers right, and, you know, put that sleep plan together. Welcome to the Sleep On It podcast. This is your host, Charlotte Mosier and Rich Barnes. We are back from a very long weekend. Happy Labor Day to everyone. Today we have some back to school chat. I know for me and a lot of families out there getting ready for school, summer's over and, you know, getting back in, into a routine starts today. So crazy. Yeah. Uh, getting back to school is always an exciting time, which can change people's schedules and maybe do things that don't allow them to get relaxed in the evening quickly enough. So. I know high stress and goodness. I remember uh, getting ready for school and having to do all of the back to school shopping. There's excitement. I know you had kids and have some experience to, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. All of the friends and back to school events and things like that are, are probably on people's mind. And it's exciting and also can be a quite hectic change of, of events for a lot of people. Yep. And if parents are going to, continue to be on their game. They need to be sharp. And that starts with getting some good rest. Obviously, we don't recommend this for school-age kids, but for the parents that are taking care of them, we certainly think this is a way to, again, achieve that kind of homeostasis, keep everything balanced, and keep everything under control. Yeah, that's awesome. So in terms of when you were getting your kids back to school, could you share maybe some tips and and tricks for trying to adapt to this change, adapt to the weather change and getting back on a, on a normal schedule, waking up early and all that good stuff. Well, everything starts with a schedule. And I think schedule and conformity to a schedule is very important. If you do not start the day off right, you will not have a good middle of the day nor an end of the day. And then that'll just cascade into a weird evening, which will lead to an unrelaxed evening. So Let's start with a good night's sleep. Obviously, you mentioned it just a second ago. The temperature's starting to cool down a little bit. Actually, that's pretty cool sleeping weather. That's excellent sleeping weather. Mm -hmm. But getting to bed on time, you know, having that sleep plan in place and getting yourself ready earlier, thinking about things a little bit more in advance, you know, it takes a little bit of thought. Then when you get to bed and you've got 43 things you've got to do the next morning, including either make lunches or get ready for meetings or schedule a workout or all that, you're just going to be better off doing some things to better prepare for sleep. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me, the the changing of the weather is super nice. Me being here in Texas, it's still pretty hot, but you know, we had a little reprieve in the weather. I, I won't be able to open my windows quite as early as you guys will up in up in the mountains in Colorado. But I know too, as the weather changes, it's going to get darker sooner. And that's definitely something that's hard for me to do and, and wake up a little bit easier instead of having that light glaring in on me like the summertime. Well, I think the other thing is, you know, as this weather changes, your circadian rhythm starts getting thrown off just a touch. Remember, the endocannabinoid system is our little shock absorbers in our inner body. 
and we take hemp supplements, CBD, CBN, CBG, THC for that matter, whatever your cannabinoid of choice is. So you have all your little shock absorbers in your body that are there to keep the life from getting too rough on you. So there's absolutely zero risk of using this stuff to modulate things and keep balance because we're shooting for, again, this homeostasis and relative to the use and how it applies to sleep, the best one to use is CBN, cannabinol. That's the one that hits your CB2 receptor. It's going to go in. You're going to put your kids to bed or whatever it is. You're going to want to be disciplined and not get hung up on a screen or a late night TV show. Mm. And the best way to do that is do some meditation. I always recommend meditation. Get the TV off, do some meditation. Hopefully, 30 minutes prior to all this, you've taken some CBN. Hopefully, it's slumber because it's the best. And you got yourself prepared for bed. And go ahead and get to bed a little earlier now. I think there's so much going on during a school day and there's so much going on that you have to be kind of frosty and on point for getting in there a little early, getting the CBN taken, getting into a meditative state or a relaxed state, get the screens out of your face, make sure the temperature's right, make sure you have your covers right and, you know, put that sleep plan together, which we're happy to help you put a sleep plan together if you need it. What's crazy, too, is once school starts and the after-school activities kind of go full-fledged, too, you know, volleyball, traveling, hockey, all those things really put our schedules, instead of having a, an hour, two-hour window to get things done, everything kind of tightens up. People are getting home late. They're not used to turning off their phone. They're not used to getting that time to decompress. I'm really interested to see what type of sleep plan, you know, when it just drastically changes overnight, you know, do you feel like there's any type of endocannabinoid, you know, saying that, you know, it's kind of this shock absorber? How can we prepare for that? Obviously taking natural products, but mentally acknowledging like this is going to happen and giving yourself that the time that we don't feel like we have. Well, I think in the summertime, you, at least I kind of speak for myself, I think you have more flexibility on when you wake up. So if you reverse engineer that, then you have a little bit more flexibility on when you can go to bed. So when you go to bed and when you actually close your eyes and you actually go to sleep, there's not as much what I would call performance oriented pressure. So if you're now having to adhere to a morning schedule, whether it's 7, 6.30, 6.00, 5.30, whatever the schedule is that your family requires, all of a sudden there is this built in sleep performance the night before that has to occur. And you can either approach it haphazardly and go, well, I'm going to do the same thing I do during the summertime. And, you know, I'll roll to bed, you know, at 11 and, you know, maybe I'll get to sleep by 12 or something like that. And then you'll wake up at six and you didn't get the sleep you wanted. Maybe you did, but there's this issue of performance on going to sleep, going to, going to bed rather, getting to sleep and then staying asleep. So if we use our little shock absorbers to take out all the rough spots and you take the CBN of the night before, you know when you're going to sleep, you know you're going to get a good night's sleep, and you know you're going to stay asleep. So you're going to wake up uninterrupted. The other thing I find is that even when I am getting to bed later than I should, like if I've gotten home after a trip or something like that, I take the CBN when I'm going to sleep. Even if I'm not using it to help me get to sleep, I know that it's going to keep me asleep. It's going to help me personally with 
some of the bladder discomfort that I have. I get to win that argument with my bladder and stay asleep. I don't get woken up. And then I know I've, I've had a, the best fighting chance of getting the best night's sleep I've had. So I look at it as something that positively reinforces my psyche relative to the amount of sleep I get. So when I get up the next morning, I still feel pretty good and I'm able to, you know, hit it hard. You know, that's a really interesting thought too, in, in terms of going back to school, obviously having all of these activities just pile on you, it might honestly feel a little bit easier to fall asleep at night just because you're so dang exhausted, but just reinforcing the habit of, hey, I might not need it to fall asleep right now, but man, it's going to really help me to balance me out and to really just prepare my body. I also have had a few people that they'll ask me, they're like, hey, Charlotte, how do I take slumber and ensure that I can wake up early? In order for me to wake up early too, I really only need about five milligrams of CBN. And what's so interesting in, in this industry too, is everyone's like, oh, more, more, more higher milligram, higher milligram. I mean, I know we've talked about this too. I mean, you find your best results with five milligrams and that's probably because you take it so frequently and yeah. have allowed your body to, yeah, to balance. Yeah, used to it. Yeah, I think if you have a issue about feeling like taking CBN and not being able to get up in the morning, remember, we recommend a dose of 10 milligrams, but you should, as long as you can plan for six hours of uninterrupted sleep, you're going to get six hours of uninterrupted sleep. Now, if you're going to get three hours of sleep and you know that's all you're going to get, you're going to bed at two and you're getting up at five, I would say then we need to hit the reset button and you need to call us immediately and we'll help you work on your sleep plan. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I do think- or we, we really will though. <laughs> we really would, for real. But I would consider then microdosing. That's going to be a very personal thing, but you know, just start off with one milligram. You know, that's one-tenth of a dropper. You can kind of eyeball estimate that. I would still get the cannabinoid in your system. I know how long the half-life is going to be, and you can certainly metabolize that in that period of time. So microdose, obviously, but you know, hopefully you're trying to get more than three hours of sleep. I mean, I don't know how anyone would really be able to function on that level of well, sleep. Well, when you're getting that kind of sleep, here's the other thing that this is another, let's get our little shock absorbers on and uh, keep the bumps out of our life. And that is in order to have an optimal and very highly functional immune system, you have to get sleep. Remember, sleep is how you heal. Sleep is how you restore your brain, your thinking, you deprogram, you run trial scenarios in your brain. You do everything so that you're prepping yourself to have the best day possible. If you are not sleeping, your immune system is going to be substantially reduced. If you're getting poor amounts, poor sleep, poor amounts of sleep, you know, we do need to and would like to help you address that. The other thing, and I cannot make a scientific claim associated with this, but there is, I think, the cannabinoids in general have sh been shown to help with viral immunity a little bit. You would need to kind of research some of the scientific articles along those lines. There are some pretty in-depth animal studies, none done on humans, but there is some evidence that they do help with uh, reducing viral load. And so, you know, I... I think in order to, to really make sure your immune system, and this is just another way to take the stress out of your life, 
is make sure you're getting that sleep so that you're giving your body the best chance to have the strongest immune system it can have to battle this, what seems to be a little bit of an ongoing issue we're going to have with this virus for, you know. Can you... I don't, you know, obviously we could definitely link some articles under, under this podcast too, but is this going to be more oral or topically that has been shown to help fight that off? Uh, oral, you need to get this into your bloodstream. It needs to hit the endocrine. Makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. Another thing too, is, you know, when everyone is now out and about and, we have shared cafeterias and boarding events, travel, carpool, all this stuff. Kids are bound to get a little stuffy nose and, you know, it's bound to happen. And just by taking some extra precautions and safeguarding ourselves, unfortunately, bacteria and, and germs, we have the Clorox, we, ha- we have the mask that, that can help us too. But you're so right. I mean, the sleep is one of the best ways to just help our body naturally recover. And if you're feeling worn down, especially after a few weeks of getting back in- into this routine, if you're feeling worn down, it's okay to, to take the week end off and and take a little bit of time to give yourself a a little bit extra sleep and recover because you're going to need it. I mean, this this long year ahead. And I think as we uh, kind of recover from this pandemic, people are going to have a the most packed schedule or it's going to feel like the most packed schedule that we've had in, you know, a while over a year. Exactly. So. All right. Well, we always like to end this podcast with a sleep hack. And I know you got a good one for us today. So what can our viewers take from our sleep hack for kicking us off and into this? This is my my absolute secret weapon sleep hack. And I I really was like this. And this one kind of changed my life. So I would wake up in the middle of the night, especially if I had eaten poorly the night before, meaning poorly, something that would kind of wake you up. You knew it was going to wake you up when you ate it, or you maybe drank a little bit too much. <laughs> so you wake up in the middle of the night, it's three or four, and every fear that has ever existed in your life is hitting you, just bombarding you. The anointing fear on all of that is, uh, if I don't get any sleep, I'm not going to have a good day tomorrow. And since I'm not going to have a good day tomorrow, then you're this, you get into this vicious cycle. mental. It's like a mental like battle with yourself. So oh my this is what I finally figured out that if I'm in bed and I'm laying down, it would be ideal if I was asleep, heavy duty REM sleep. But remember when you're laying there and you're relaxing, especially if you can get into any kind of a meditative state, you are resting your body is still recovering. Remember Mm -hmm. doing yourself good. Don't get up. Don't go down. Turn on the TV. Do something else that's even a worse thing for you. Stay in bed. Stay relaxed. Remember you're getting rest. Remember your body's healing and just keep those thoughts going through your head because that is actually happening. Rest is rest is rest. Obviously, you want to be in REM sleep. Now, when I started doing that, I took a lot of performance pressure off myself relative to sleep. And I found, now this is just me personally, that I would get to sleep much easier. And that one was is probably the thing that has helped my sleep the most. And if I ever woke up in the middle of the night and I was getting these, you know, fears and all this stuff hitting me, I might be up for a little bit, but it definitely most of the time helped me get back to sleep easier. Awesome. 
Well, thanks so much, Rich, for sharing that awesome sleep hack. And for all of our viewers that are getting back to school, getting back on track, you got this. Please tune in to us next week to go over a little bit more on how we can help you write a sleep plan. So more to come on that. Yep. And as always, we have a special coupon on Slumber CBN, which if you're wanting to try CBN for the first time, please use the code sleep on it for 15% off your first order with us. And just as a special thank you for listening in and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Rich. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good one.